0: hello and welcome to the great game debate podcast where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives i'll be your host kate and lane and joining me as always is the father of the great game debate himself jonah gomez how you doing buddy (laughs)
1: i'm doing excellent i've actually had a little bit of time off which was nice and i got to play some games i didn't really get to say it on the last episode but i got an xbox series s and then Mm -hmm. this week i uh picked up my elite controller so time to uh get get sweaty uh playing some
0: games All right, and that's our man in the closet, Wes Bates. How you doing, buddy?
2: Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Uh, It's a new year, and so it's time yet again for some useless video game trivia. (laughs) So I picked this trivia just for you, Caden, because I know what a fan Mm -hmm. you are of Final Fantasy X. Mm -hmm. So as most people know, uh, Final Fantasy X was the first Final Fantasy game to use actual voice acting, Um, which you may not know. Is that during the recording for the English VO, um, the voice actors weren't given any kind of like video to correlate their their Whoa. acting to. They were just given sound snippets of the the Japanese dialogue to try to like coordinate Mashed their the
0: lines or something. Yeah.
2: So, so what they ended up having to do was they recorded all the lines and then. The people that were editing the game had to, like, speed up and slow down the the dialogue to try to lip sync the dialogue in with the the character's uh, lips moving. And um, so that may or may not make the uh, terrible laughing scene just slightly more acceptable.
0: Right. So if you play that laugh scene in,
1: like, different speeds, do you think it might sound more normal?
2: Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> might, might have had to slow it down. It's like, ha ha, 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 Maybe it was like, you know, like three times as fast or something. Sure. Might
0: have well, sounded uh, better. Thank you for the trivia, Wes. That was fascinating. <laughs> uh, we are also joined by our man in Australia, Stephen Beaumont. How you doing, dude?
3: Yeah, pretty good, mate. Just about to head down to the beach. So, yeah, nice. pretty excited. Thought I'd pop in for a little bit.
4: Thank
5: all right, glad to have
0: you and our special guest this week is none other than the great David Burdett, lead editor of Gaming Trend. How you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, on the funny you would mention Final Fantasy 10, uh, mm-hmm. there was this
5: great meme that I saw earlier where it was this this girl at a soccer, uh, uh, not soccer, volleyball tournament. And it was like sin, destroyer of worlds, all this big like thing. And then it switches over to a picture of her getting brained in the face with a volleyball and it says <laughs> Waka's Blitzball. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, eighty
0: thousand damage or
2: whatever on the
0: final boss. It's hilarious. Uh, all right, I had, to well...
2: be, I had to be reminded again today uh, when I was looking up that useless trivia that uh, John DiMaggio did the voice of Waka
0: yeah. in that game, and, and all... Kimari.
2: Yeah, and Kimari. So you know, mm-hmm. the next time I play that game, I'm just gonna think of Bender from Futurama. You know, <laughs> John DiMaggio's the, the goat.
0: Sure is. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hoped you uh, time traveled to post-apocalyptic Colorado and picked up your terror blast arrow because it's time for the icebreaker. All right. Um, well, David, as our guest, we like to conduct a little interview um, not since we've we've got you cornered here. But uh, just uh, real quick to kind of get into a little bit of your history. um Uh, Wes, let us know, um, I guess in the games industry, at least you started out working at GameStop for a long time before you started um, writing for Games News Sites. And eventually, you know, you're now the lead editor of Gaming Trend. So uh, it'd be cool if you wanted to just give us a little bit of information on how, you know, you ended up there on your journey. Yeah, uh, pretty much just
5: always been creative when it comes to that kind of stuff, had always had different ideas with stuff, love video games. So started working at GameStop when I was like 18, stuck around there for 12 years. Uh, Crazy was in management was in management for 10. Uh, Really enjoyed my time there. It just ended up kind of becoming dead end just because I wasn't willing to put in the well, it came to the point where other things were more important, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to put in all the hours a store manager would. So I was kind of just stuck. So Mm -hmm. but during my end time with GameStop, I started looking around at different sites and stuff and you get interested in things. And then there was a couple groups that I followed for sites and they would put up every once in a while, like volunteer writers wanted. I'm like, I could do that. So sure. jumped in, started writing a couple things, had some fun with one site, went to another site and pretty much built their gaming place from the bottom. Like I actually wow. had to figure out talking to PR, uh, pitching that we had a it was like a Walking Dead community that was huge,
4: mm, and I was pitching okay.
5: the fact that hey we we've got a huge community and they're all about pop culture gaming. So pitched that and learned how to talk to PR people and whatnot. Came the gaming trend, which was a lot. More of a bigger organization. We're on Metacritic, we're on Open Critic, so uh, people are looking to our reviews as to sure. what we think of them when we score them. So, just after a year, there ended up talking with the lead uh, with our editor in chief, Ron Burke, and he asked me, he "Was like, hey man, you're doing a great job." I'd losing my lead editor to uh, Avalanche <laughs> Studios because she's going went to be the community manager and asked me to be there. So That's cool. Uh, just I think as of next month, I'll have been there for an entire year as the lead editor and uh okay. we've had a whole lot of fun getting to talk about a lot of these sweet video games. Uh most recent one I reviewed was Sherlock Holmes chapter one, which I gave an eighty five out of hundred. Had a okay. whole lot of nice. fun with that. Open open world Sherlock Holmes is awesome. Oh <laughs> I heard that game yeah. was really good.
2: Yeah. Yes. There's some good stuff about that.
0: Well, I did it uh realize um you being in that position was so new. So congratulations. That's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I did see um, you guys just put up your uh, Game of the Year awards list, yes, and uh, your Game of the Year um, was crowned Returnal, and I was wondering if, uh, is that your (laughs) personal Game of the Year, or is that like a consensus, or? It is officially the website, admittedly Mm -hmm.
5: as the lead editor and working in tandem with my editor-in-chief, we kind of... Let's put it this way. It's really hard to come to a consensus in a room with a bunch of people who have a bunch of different opinions on what their video sure. games they like are, um, sure. and yeah. as much as I love people, I'm not crowning <laughs> certain games as game of the year <laughs> um, but that being said, we both came to the consensus. just returnal for me, it's just so next gen uh yeah. it's not it may not be the best game I've played this year, but it is by far the most game that made left me feeling like. This is next gen. This is what people need to aim at. What they did with the dual sense, what the—I mean, just the opening scene when you feel the rain hitting the controller, and when you put that with a headset in tandem with the 3D audio, you're—you're you're there. You're on Atropos. The action is fantastic. All of that. I mean, it's—it's just
0: fantastic. That's dope. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to play that on my own. I still have a PS5, but need you know, to. It, it seems really <laughs> cool. Um. <laughs> I was digging through um, some of your articles, too, and um, I saw you guys put out an article that you wrote um, where someone got to interview, like, the lead narrative designer for the game. Were you the person who actually was able to do that interview, or did you just write the yeah, article? Yeah, it was... Well, it oh, was an cool. email interview,
5: uh, but mm-hmm. I actually wrote the questions and sent them over to our PR rep, who uh, actually gave them to Gregory Loudon, who is the, uh, the, was the lead designer for Returnal. So that was a whole lot of fun, getting to have someone... Answer the thing, the questions you have about yeah. a, a, vid, a big video game.
0: <laughs> um, there was one uh, question on there that seemed really interesting to me. I don't know anything about the game, of course, really, because I, I haven't played it. But um, he mentioned that like the sound design for a specific like early game monster was like a clue to something going on with the narrative. Like, did you like go back and like check that? Like, is it like a I, weird? I do. I like, do plan to go back. Yeah, I was like, what could that be? it seems really interesting. <laughs> the The end but... of this
5: year has been insane building. Mm-hmm. Like I, I held I actually coordinated all of our holiday guides this year. Uh, that wow. was intense because. You're essentially telling people what they should buy at the yeah. end of the year, and you're having to coordinate all of the games. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the video game section alone, I think, was over 4000 words. And yeah. that wasn't wow. counting. That wasn't counting throwing like I had help where other people who'd maybe played the game or reviewed it would do the paragraph for me. But I had to go in. I had to format everything. I had to link our review. I had to link to Amazon, uh, the, the buy links and everything like that, because, yeah. you know, we're, we're just trying to suggest because some of these games are great <laughs> mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we're advertising for these companies who are so gracious to let us review their games.
2: Yeah, that's Very a lot cool. of work, though, putting those together. I read that mm, yeah. one that I read the 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 uh the one that you did and it was it was very good. Thank you. I so, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool. Um do uh, any of you guys have any uh burning questions for David before we move on?
3: I, I have one that just came up just when you were talking about um holiday guides and stuff. I think a lot of people have been pretty reductive about 2022 like it's saying oh yeah it's a it's a year of eights and stuff like that and no masterpieces 2022 um, or
2: 2021 so
3: <laughs> 2021 who knows about 2022 i think 2022 is going to be a year 2022. Of 10. I, I don't even um, want to think about 2022 right now yeah 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 as a video <laughs> uh, game reviewer oh my lord yeah yeah um but yeah like what, what what do you think of that reductive take because i personally think that if you average it out like it's it's nowhere near like the Shadow of Mordor, um, Dragon Quest Inquisition year, like it is so much more quality than that. Like I think 2021 was great. I think it's like more like 8.5 and that doesn't sound like much, but that's like if you average out all of the games, I think like the big hitters would be more like an 8.5, which is pretty freaking good.
5: Yeah, the the issue you run into, because there's been a bunch of good games this year. Uh, Mm. There's no other way to put it. The issue people have is they looked at what we could have had this year. And they're basing everything off of this has been the most delays we've as far as I know, if I'm remembering from what a a colleague has said, this is the most delays we've ever seen from one specific year. So too many people are looking at, oh, well, I didn't get Horizon this year, so this year sucks. Um, Yeah, it stinks. I mean, Horizon can't wait for it. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) that being said, Guardians of the Galaxy was a surprise hit. Um. Absolutely love that. Returnal was great. Ratchet and Clank was great. Halo Infinite is great. I mean, we've gotten so many. uh, The list can keep going because there are so many great games. It's just more the fact of your big AAA games. There's plenty that was missing Mm -hmm. and people are looking too much into the delays of, Okay, this wasn't here. So
0: the gear sucked. At least that's my opinion. I think part of it too is just that, like, there are so many insane, like, indie games that came out this year that are just yeah. incredible. And I think a lot of people, people are... just they're in the triple yeah. yeah. A space. Yeah, that's door, anybody that. that's
5: door. Yeah, yeah, heard of it <laughs> absolutely. I gave it a 90 out of 100, so
4: <laughs> um, um,
3: and that's the thing too. I think, especially because Returnal's niche and even Metroid is like second tier yep. Nintendo. Like, both N- Nintendo and Sony didn't have, yeah, that their big A number ones yeah. out this year, whereas Xbox had a pretty fantastic year with oh, yeah. Sony and yeah. Oh, yeah. And, ha- and Halo and stuff. Um, but yeah, so, like, I think possibly because the biggest um, play spaces are in the, the Sony and Nintendo camp at the moment, like, the the biggest chunk of the community... And they're probably the most vocal because they're very, you know, fanboyish at the moment. Cause
0: obviously, you
3: know, Xbox is still very fanboyish, but you know, they're a smaller chunk at the moment. Well, the
0: fanboys are fanboys. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fanboys nah. gonna fanboy. I've yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time ago.
5: <clears throat> I can't All say right. much. I had my uh, manager get on to me when I was a lowly GA at GameStop. Because uh, I trashed on Xbox pretty bad at that point. <laughs> that was when I was like nineteen though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Forgivable. So I've I've Keep learned, I've grown.
5: It. I have y'all saw I've got my pretty there you go. Master Chief Elite
1: here. I- I'm, that's I'm right there live. with you, man. I'm right there <laughs> with is, you. <laughs> this is the Microsoft headset.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm
0: nice. I am yeah. <laughs> um I will say uh, it's just been really cool. To, like it feels like this year, Xbox is really like gaining a lot of momentum. Um, yeah, I've got like a 15 year old brother, and traditionally he's been a Sony. Uh, gamer and i was just playing a game with him online uh before this recording and he was Mm -hmm. telling me that he wants to get xbox and get rid of his ps4 for like games pass and stuff and i was like wow so i mean that's the whole reason why yeah that's the whole
1: reason why i bought the series s is it's my my game pass machine and then like I, i i love it i've gotten to play forza i've gotten to play halo i've gotten to play all these different games and i i got to dabble with quantum break I, I have thoughts about that game. <laughs> it's not near as good as uh uh oh god what is that what is Don't get me started on oh, stuff I... like Control. And... Yes, Control. Control. I, I I really loved Control, That's but like one of my favorite games. Uh, <laughs> but
5: I actually almost have every trophy for Control on PlayStation. Hell yeah! I think I still Hell need yeah. a couple of the Alan Wake expansion ones.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, cool. Indies.
5: It was actually Indies was the hardest uh area on our game of the year uh awards mm, to actually yeah. figure out because we had to condense it i was like max of six on everywhere had the yeah. hardest time on indies because every time we got one indie in there it was like here's two other indies we could award
3: yeah yeah 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. like i just like on on caden's recommendation i just started unsighted last night and the parry mechanic is, about is
0: so game of the year it feels so yeah. good
3: the parry mechanic <laughs> Um, and it's similar to Metroid in that you get a critical, like if you get a a, mm-hmm. a parry, like you can walk up to the enemy and get a critical. And yeah, like there's a, an imperfect parry and a perfect parry. It's really
2: yeah, it's really
0: That's awesome, nice. Yeah. Mm. All right, um, uh, Jonah West, do you have any questions for David before we move on?
2: I have a just a quick question. So having. Coming into kind of like games journalism, um, I'm sure that you have a lot of kind of goals as far as like, you know, meeting certain people, interviewing certain people. So I was just curious, like, have like, what's your like biggest aspiration as far as like working with interviewing uh, somebody in the industry? And then what's been kind of like the coolest um, moment that you've had like meeting or working with somebody in the games industry?
5: Okay. Um, well, as I've said before, I'm a big Call of Duty guy, <laughs> so uh, that kind of stuff has been really cool. I'm actually getting to accomplish one of my goals this year in the first month of the year. Um, oh, yeah. The Call of Duty League, the pro league, their kickoff event is in Texas, and it is uh, in January. I have plane tickets, and we're already with our talking with our PR people to get there. Awesome. So we're gonna Heck cover yeah, the dude. event. We're gonna get to talk to the players. That's going to be awesome. Can't wait to do that. I'm actually going to get to meet up with my lead editor or my editor in chief because he lives right next to the place. (laughs) Wow, that's cool. (laughs) So we're super excited to get to do that. Um, As far as some of the coolest stuff, um, probably the coolest thing still is in Call of Duty's camp. Uh, When we did our preview events, um, we actually, with Vanguard, we got to play the game early. We got to play it with influencers and we got to play it with pros. So oh, cool. you're in a lobby. You're literally playing with like these big name streamers like Prestigious Key and Exclusive Ace and pro players like uh, I was in a lobby that had Illy from uh, the Dallas Empire team, who was one of the uh, the the big name teams at that point, uh, and some of the other players. So just that was really cool. As well as uh, on my Twitter, if anybody's seen it, there was a box that I got from the Call of Duty people. Uh, it was a big case that they made a soft luggage case that looked like a trunk opened it up there was uh the elgato face cam that i am on right now uh this is one of the wave three elgato mics that i am using and uh they've also got had a stream deck in there so i'm part of why i'm playing a lot of call of duty right now is i'm like i need to use this stuff that they (laughs) Uh, Sent as a cool box of we like you, keep doing stuff for us.
4: Yeah, very nice. So, the the, the call of duty swag
5: has been one of the coolest things. That's dope. Awesome. I joked around with our PR person because I've gotten a jacket, a shirt, a socks, I've got custom Vanguard Converse and a hat. And uh, I said, So, when are y'all sending me pants? Because that's the only thing I'm missing.
0: (laughs) That must be nice. I've seen a lot of these, um, you know. Uh, collector's boxes that they send out to PR people for different games and like a lot of them just have like you know little figures or stuff or like a helmet that's just going to take up space so it's cool they're giving you a lot of like functional useful stuff and it's like so. that stuff's cool but I even got like
5: from a little indie game called uh man I gotta remember uh behind the frame I don't know if anybody's played that one uh they uh it's by uh I believe it's Acapura, not Annapurna,
4: <laughs> Acapura
5: mm. games. Okay. Um just a little little indie game. They actually their PR guy's super awesome and he sent over a little art book of the game. Nice. And it's one That's of those cool. really stylish games and stuff. So that it, it doesn't matter what somebody sends, like everything is super cool in its own right, whether mm-hmm. it's bunch turtle but a bunch of Elgato equipment or a little art book. Yeah. It, it all means yeah. You're also taking a the big time garage, so appreciate you know, you to like, appreciate <laughs> it. This is my basement, thankfully, and I am in the process of setting up a lot. Of, I bought a bunch of LED lights and got RGB bulbs and all that kind of stuff, oh, so cool. we're we're setting up the streaming space, Fine. and shout-out to Call of Duty for helping me get some of the finishing touches with new equipment. There you go. Cool.
2: I have one Here's other here. thing really quickly before we move on, and uh, yeah. I don't want to fan the flames of controversy, but uh, there's a very well-known... Uh, debate, debate, if you will, going on between uh, you and uh, NXX's uh, Kevin <laughs> <laughs> about uh, Alan Wake. So I just kind of oh, wanted God. to give you, uh, you know, like a quick like one minute to tell us all why Alan Wake is so great and why we should all <laughs> play Alan Wake.
5: Okay, so Alan Wake is fantastic because of the story. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily the the gameplay's great, it's it's dated. I said that in my review for the remastered. It's mm-hmm. it's dated. You're going to have those moments and stuff, but man those moments when those story beats hit. There's mm-hmm. just something about going it's that whole Twin Peaks Twilight Zone weird what the crap is happening yeah. moments. Where you're just like, "Wait,
2: uh, huh?"
5: Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it it's the same reason I love playing the Bioshock games which are one of my favorite franchises is because at the end I'm sitting there with smoke coming out of my ears as the gears just grind as I'm trying to figure out what the heck I just (laughs) watched because everything when you do it right everything just comes to a head in that last 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then suddenly I'm left there like oh uh, uh, what yeah (laughs) And Alan Wake does that. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake does that every, day after day. So uh, it's just one of my favorite games. And Kevin can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can, I, ask,
3: can fairness, I ask? I
5: love Kevin. I love Kevin to death. He's one. Of, he's one of my best buds. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Can I
3: ask one probing question? Yes. Um, from I've played <laughs> Control <clears throat> and a bit of Alan Wake. Do you think there's a future where Remedy has a good? Enemy designer. <laughs> They're people. I, I know, totally fight, understand what you you're getting at. Yes, red guys in control, and you fight smoke guys in <laughs> Alan Wake. And I'm just wondering if we can move on from like a humanoid form yeah. enemy,
5: and you fight floating guys who apparently did the whole uh, flash dance thing wrong and cracked their back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they explode. <laughs> No, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's kind of that's like uh, my that's my only issue
3: is because like it's fantastical and then it's just way too for me. It's way too Call of Duty normal in a lot of ways.
5: Well, considering they're about to jump into, at least from what they've said, a survival horror. Oh, genre God, I'm so with Alan Wake 2. Alan
1: 2, dude. We will see
5: because there's every chance that this is going to get real weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hopefully they're not pulling assets out of the uh, Crossfire X campaign. You know, <laughs> that is a Call of that
5: is a Call of Duty oh, yeah. campaign. And I can't wait for it because I love Call of Duty and I love Alan Wake. So. <laughs>
0: All right, thanks for letting us uh, probe your brain there, David. Uh, it's time to move on to our next segment, which is the debate. And uh, this week, we're lucky enough to have enough people to do a team debate. should be Woo. fun, so I'll turn it on over to the judge, Jonah Gomez.
1: All right. Oh. Who is ready to debate?
0: Me. We- I am. We got
1: we got we got an exciting one. One of those uh one of those top tier debates, some might say, along the same lines as Xbox versus PlayStation, PC versus console. We got Breath of the Wild versus versus Horizon Zero Dawn. And in the Horizon Zero Dawn camp, we've got David and Wes representing Horizon Zero Dawn versus Hey Life for Life. Steven versus Caden representing Breath of the Wild. And you know what? I'm just going to give it to uh, David and Wes. Which one of you guys would like to start out the debate? I'll be starting this one out. You'll sir. be starting and get it out? Okay. Would you like to go first or last for the debate? I can go first. All right. Ooh, eager. All right, David, you got... All right, David, you got two minutes on the clock are you ready i am ready three two one begin honestly
5: i would really have to just put out robot freaking dinosaurs and that be my whole argument and that in and (laughs) of itself would be good enough however horizon zero dawn is one of the greatest games out there not just because of robot dinosaurs, but because of what it does with them. Because the robot dinosaurs, I I remember watching all the trailers. I remember being wowed with it. The robot dinosaurs are more than just enemies in the game. Things that you're fighting, things that you're using. They are part of an entire plot point, which is something that not every game does right. You have to take what you have it together it's an intricate sci-fi fantasy story and that's one of the reasons that it works so well um the it's hard i don't want to spoil anything for anybody with horizon but the way that they take these robots and make them more than just these creatures in a world are is purely amazing and i can't wait to see what they do even more so with the next game One of the greatest things about having all these things in this environment is it's there's a huge scale but there's realized potential here um that's i don't want to get into the too much debate with it but that's one thing breath of the wild doesn't do is realize its own scale because i hate running around in an environment for hours and not finding anything open fields with nothing in them does not really Get my interest going. Running into a field and suddenly having a watcher jump out at me and then cause other cre- robotic creatures to attack me. Now, that's that's a lot of fun because then I have to figure my way out of the environment. I have to use everything around me. It's just fantastic teaming with life, an amazing open world, an incredible story. That's time.
2: Um, time out. Time out. Just time, yeah, time out, time else, out as well.
3: <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say for, for David... Let's just say that um, spoilers are on the table for your closing in c- case you want a coup de gras mm. with the with the story.
5: Okay, I appreciate um, that.
0: <laughs> Alright Steven, I just need to huddle with you real quick. Just need to let you know don't don't rise to the bait and get dragged into a rebuttal in the I'm open state. Leave it All right, Got all right. it, I got it. <laughs>
3: Alright.
1: Steven, two minutes on the clock. Ready, set, go.
3: Let me take you on an epic adventure. Let me show you a world that is governed by the core tenets of magnetism, stasis, freezing, and awesome bombs, and physics. This game, Breath of the Wild, took so much influence from everywhere that it could to make One of the greatest games of all time, from Portal, from Survival games, from Ubisoft open world games. But then it made its own unique take on it. It stripped away all of the excess of question marks and it made you experience an adventure. You would start out with a blank map, you would go, you would find a tower. The tower only shows you that section of the map and nothing more than that. Everything else is self-discovered. You... And everything is is governed by these physics, uh, puzzles. It's just so amazing what you can do. When you get out of the intro, you can just turn... You you can see an old man down the road, and obviously video game logic tells you to go see that old man but you could just climb up a cliff behind you pick up a stick and go fight a Bacoblin and die because obviously that's what I instantly did 30 because seconds. I thought I'll, I'll try and take out a guy with a Bacoblin but then you go on this amazing adventure going up mountains and finding someone who is looking for their for, for the love of their life but it turns out when you look at the map and you zoom in that they're on heartbreak uh, they're on Heartbreak Lake. And they're never going to find their love because they're on the wrong mountain or going into the desert and, and, and surfing and, and cross-dressing and it's just epic. Anyway. That's time.
0: <laughs> epic cross-dressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Wes, how are you feeling? You ready to get this rebuttal? I don't
2: have any epic cross-dressing, but I'll do my best.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> You got a lot of clothes
5: in there. Maybe you can figure something out. (laughs) (laughs) This is my wife's title. Uh, All
1: right. Yep. Let's go. Two minutes on the clock. Ready, set, go.
2: Okay. Yeah. One of the biggest things or biggest flaws that I have with Breath of the Wild against Horizon is the lack of a general plot line or story. Um, You wake up in Breath of the Wild an old man tells you you've been asleep for a thousand years or a hundred years and you have to defeat the evil that's taken over the castle okay why why is there an evil that took over the castle where did it come from why have it you know eventually you, you do find out i guess why you were asleep but generally there's no like original or interesting plot to be found, you get a couple of flashbacks with Zelda crying in Link's lap a a few times and (laughs) that's basically it. You're just kind of left to your own and at the end of the game, you save the princess and that's it, that's really all you get. And then Nintendo sells you an additional game that's supposed to flesh things out, but it's actually in an alternate alternate timeline and it's not actually canon to what actually happened. Anyway, um, but Horizon on the other hand has an excellent story It's original, it's deep, there's twists and turns, it's fascinating, you'll be surprised. It has an actual, like, interesting uh, protagonist. Link is a Blake Slate in this game. There's nothing interesting about Link. Link has zero personality. Aloy has a fantastic personality. She's one of the most original characters to come out in the video game space in-
1: 30 seconds.
2: Pretty much uh, at any point. Horizon also has, like, exceptionally better combat. You can't, like, uh, in Breath of the Wild, you can't count on anything because all of your weapons break. You can't get good with any one weapon because you can never count on any weapons. In this game, you can tether, you can tether the enemies down. You can blow off pieces of their armor. You can you can pick them apart with your with your your bow. You can uh, set traps and snares. Um, you can even hack them to turn them against each other. It's wonderful.
1: Time. <clears throat> oh buddy also i
3: just want to just call, call just a slight uh, yellow card on um Wes for bringing up a koey tecmo game <laughs> um, in, in his argument because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about <laughs> hey you called, me, you called me you called me on a technical
1: it's been noted <laughs> it'll 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 be noted i suppose all right
5: okay fine they sold us a motorcycle
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Caden, how are you feeling? You feeling hot and spicy? Let's do it. All right. He looks hot and spicy. Ooh! Two minutes on the
0: clock. <laughs> Three, two, one, debate. All right. Here's the thing. No one's denying that Horizon Zero Dawn has some, perhaps some of the best combat that's ever been designed. Um, but that makes it an incredible action game, not an incredible open world game. Breath of the Wild, on the other hand, is probably the most incredible open world that's ever been devised. If you look up physics sandbox in the dictionary, it just says Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't think that uh, the, the open world in Horizon Zero Dawn necessarily serves it. I think they may be better served by going the way of like Evil Within 2 or something and having smaller bespoke environments. like. Everybody's got to go through the same main story quests in the same order in that game. You have to go, you know, the open worlds separated into chunks that you're going to go through in the same order. You don't have the option to go to them in the order that you want. And I still remember uh, all my brothers and I playing Breath of the Wild when it came out. And, you know, I, I followed the breadcrumbs to Zora's Domain in Breath of the Wild. And by the time I got over to the desert... You know, I had like my ice rod or whatever where I could resist the desert heat, no problem. But my brother went to the Gruta desert first with no equipment. And he's literally having to, in the daylight, walk in the actual real cast shadows of the sun being cast from like cliffs and plateaus to avoid the heat, you know? And uh, I, I, I take personal offense uh, to the implication that Breath of the Wild has an empty, boring open world. That game, thirty just, seconds. You just you stand on a hilltop and you look in any direction, and there's any number of landmarks. You know, there's a ruined coliseum here. There's a giant mountain with a rift in it over here. There's a lake with a dragon floating in it over here. There's a mountain at nighttime over here with a strange glowing light, and your mind's racing with the possibilities of where you want to go. It's the game is about adventure and exploration and questing, and the combat's secondary. And oh, I just oh love Breath
1: i nicely done all right lads we got one minute each for our closing thoughts david you'll be starting us out are you ready sir yep one minute on the clock ready set go what you're telling me caden is that it's
5: a pain in the butt to do things in your open world because he's having to inch across the desert to not get burned i like to enjoy playing video games not be punished for doing it at least in horizon i can go and almost immediately get the best armor in the game and then go take on the biggest challenge in the giant tyrannosaurus that's in the world i can't do that in breath of the Wild. i go in i get one hit by ganon and i get mad and i get beat which we're talking about originality that's the same dude i've fought through the entire series can't we come up with a better villain i also enjoy like getting to traverse the world and not falling off a cliff halfway through because I didn't put points into stamina 15 seconds I guess I'll finish off with this because I absolutely love horizon's soundtrack it's epic it presents the scale while breath of the wild sounds like a one-armed guy playing
1: a three key piano
0: (laughs) oh man
1: that's awesome (laughs) Wes, you got one minute. On I the can clock. drop this mic. I'd drop it. <laughs> all right. One minute on the clock. Ready, set, debate.
2: So one thing that uh, Horizon has over uh, Breath of the Wild and the Spades is enemy design. Horizon has over twenty-five unique, different enemies. They all have their own specific attacks. Uh, there's, they all have their specific ways that you uh, can can fight them and pick them apart. There, you can blow weapons off of them to use back against them you know, and you really have to learn those fights it's almost like a monster hunter game in that in that uh, regard um zelda has bokoblins uh skeletons lazalfos um you have the uh the giant mechs that shoot lasers at you and that's pretty much it the the variety is is just not there and it's not that interesting. 15 seconds um and uh you know generally speaking um Horizon's just a better, nicer-looking game to look at. Uh, you can really get lost in the world, the color, everything there. And um, Zelda looks nice for the Switch, but it ain't got nothing on Horizon.
1: Time.
3: All right. <laughs>
1: Steven, how yeah. are you feeling? You ready? Try,
3: try, 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 to, try to squeeze all of this into one minute. It's like, yeah. going to be yeah. tricky, but yeah, I'm, I'm def- definitely ready to get amongst it.
1: All right. Three, two, one, let's go.
3: Right, first of all, if I want to climb something, I'd love to have some options. In in, <laughs> in in Horizon, there are no options. There's one way to climb things, one way down. No exploration at all. You are on linear paths all the time. Zelda had just an amazing sense of adventure when you would climb a fortress and you'd climb up the edge of it and oh my god, you just happen to be right in front of a broken down guardian that's actually semi-active and just shoots you off of the, the fortress and you're like, holy crap, what what just happened? I just made that happen. Um, this is the biggest thing for me. How many how many trickshot videos have you seen of Horizon in the years?
1: 15 seconds.
3: Duck eggs? I don't know. You've seen thousands and thousands of Breath of the Wild trickshot videos from using the um, stasis and flying through the air and just amazing stuff. And Caden just showed me the ice rod in the desert. I didn't know that would work.
1: Time. All right. Caden, you ready to close this
0: thing out? Yep. All right. One minute on the clock. Ready, set, go. All right, so... um... In his uh, closing argument, uh, David implicated that in Horizon, you could quickly get the best gear in the game and then take on the strongest monster, and said that it was impossible in Breath of the Wild and that you would just get one shot by Ganon. Let me paint a picture for you. You finish the plateau, you've got the bombs, you do this amazing glitch called wind bombing where you jump in the air and go into slow motion and plant two bombs behind yourself. Then it launches you at incredible speeds across the sky on your glider. And you go to the forest and you get hardy durians and then you cook them up and then you eat them. So then you've got 30 hearts at the beginning of the game. You don't even have to get any heart containers. And then you do wind bomb again and you go all the way across the map to the castle. And then you go down the dungeon and with your 30 hearts, you quickly kill uh, an optional boss and get an indestructible shield and the most powerful shield in the game. And then you go out of the dungeon, you quickly wind 15 bomb seconds. again to the, uh, the the force or the master sword is where you normally have to get 13 hearts but then you just build a campfire and you look up at the sky and you rest and then you glitch and you're able to get the master sword without having to do anything and then you go back again and you kill him and it's only been 30 minutes time Prince Sidon is a babe <laughs> that's true <laughs> Oh wow, guys! I think this might be one of the best debates we ever had. That was a lot of fun. I love
3: how that feels like that that debate like needed an extra two minutes because there's just so many like yeah. things. I,
1: oh. I love that Caden's closing closing thoughts was the synopsis of the speed run.
3: Hell yeah. I haven't seen that one. I That's haven't seen cool, that one like... either because i've just seen like obviously like you jump it on the tree and you and you, you oh no they use uh btb now uh bullet yeah. time bounce and they go all the way to the thing and you oh, do it with three well, hearts that's, that's which... a,
0: the bullet time bounce is uh, obsolete now too they've got this thing called oh really bombing. yeah i'll send you a video but anyway cool. okay cool. Yeah. all i know but, yeah, is my rebuttal worked
5: because he had to defend himself against
3: what
1: i said as opposed <laughs> to creating another debate
2: <laughs>
3: um distraction
1: distraction
3: um obviously this is outside of the thing but we like we didn't talk about um boss fights so th- these don't count as as any of my arguments but like like thunder blight and like all, all of the blights and stuff are really good boss battles. feels like, like cheating one one thing that i no no, no i these aren't we're gonna we're we do this after <laughs> i'm just <laughs> is isn't it finished
0: yeah, yeah, I still need to. You gotta do the judging first. I still need I to judge. Your <laughs> I'm just saying, but I got your like the final boss
3: is like is su- is super disappointing in um in uh, Horizon. Um, well, in both games. I know bad, everyone but... picks on Beast scannon, but Beast Gannon's a victory lap. Like you've already fought the main like boss, which is actually a really cool boss because you can do it in any way that you want with the parries and like. But it, it, I missed out on it during the date. Doesn't count for any points
0: sure say, that's that's sketchy that's sketchy
5: anyway you know on that note then any boss i want to choose for horizon can be the final boss if we're not counting final bosses so <laughs>
2: all right the debate's over, okay. over.
1: <laughs> anyway
2: <laughs> let's get back on track
1: <laughs> all right guys like kaden said this is definitely one of the best debates we've we've ever had on this show and you know both parties brought, like, amazing points, like incredible points, and I'm sad to say this, but I'm gonna have to give it to David and West. They they talked up Horizon, and yeah, that what that,
3: are you that Horizon. What are you talking I about?
1: So, but I feel <laughs> you like they debated the better. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It it. it, it As Wes has brought up in in the past, it doesn't matter what my thoughts are on the games. It's how you guys present them, and I feel like these two gentlemen brought them a little bit better. And
3: and also, uh, it's disingenuous to say you can get the best armor when you have to get like six cores or whatever. Again, you aren't you aren't able to get access those six cores at the start of the game, so you actually lied in that statement.
0: That one's getting a little salty. <laughs> try to be to be like, hey.
3: <laughs> I'm just bringing up the technicality. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. well, we can talk about technicalities all day, but we've got a show to run. <laughs> so, to go on to, to ease Stephen's pain, to go on about our last debate, I sadly lost... Six to nine. Steven, you are the winner of the Tony Hawk right. versus Jetside radio have, debate.
3: You meant to say nice after saying 69. <laughs> it's not a blowout. By Sorry, anybody,
1: it was so... a, 6. 9, a, a 6.9, not a 69.
0: Anyway, that's the debate, folks. I'll send it back to you, Caden. All right. And uh, as usual, our disclaimer that we. All like both these games a lot, and I'm sure I'm highly anticipating oh, yeah. both the sequels. It, no, it's, yeah, it's no shape.
3: Yeah, you're just debating two great games.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. the The ending of Horizon is phenomenal. Like, I just wish it didn't take 45 hours to get there. It's,
1: yeah, but yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. I wish I could say all the right, same we, thing uh, about Breath of the Wild, and I love that <laughs> game.
0: <laughs> are we ready for a break, guys? Yeah. Break yeah. All right, break. Okay, we're back from break. Unfortunately, I had to say goodbye to Steven. He had a family beach trip to get on the road uh, for. So uh, we're just going to go right into our next segment, which is the pitch, wherein the panelists will each pitch a game they've been playing, of two minutes to pitch it, and the rest of the panelists will decide if they're buying it or not. Um, I will uh, nominate Wes to come to the pitchers' mound first.
2: All right, I am ready.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: I got Let's two minutes it. on the clock. Are you ready, sir?
2: I just said I'm ready.
1: Well, are you ready? <laughs>
2: wait, wait, wait. I need a couple minutes. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one, go. All right. Who likes good vibes when they're gaming? I do. Yeah, I know I do. Um, I love like, the occasional game that I can just um, jump into and chill out and relax and feel good vibes. And um, Let me tell you about a little game called Toem, because that's exactly what I got out of this game in this game you are just a little dude whose grandmother hands you a camera and says hey uh today's the day you're going on your big adventure up to the top of this mountain to experience this phenomenon i hope you have a great time um here's a camera take lots of lots of photos i want to see them when you get back and you basically just get sent out to um go across the land to your eventual destination and um on the way um you just meet all sorts of quirky little characters uh who give you little tiny quests that usually involve you taking a photo of some kind or finding something with your camera and bringing the photo back to show them and uh every time that you uh, solve a quest for them they give you a little stamp in your stamp book and um you have to kind of meet a quota in each area that you go into of stamps uh you, you bring that back and show it to the guy at the bus station and he hands you a free ticket to your next destination um but it's all just just good vibes you you know you're meeting you get uh different articles of clothing that let you do different stuff like you get these sunglasses you can put on that let you see ghosts and you can like help these ghosts with their with their problems or you get to like go to a like a a concert from this like dj moose and there's all these squirrels rocking out in the woods um (laughs) the it's it's just it's just good times and good vibes um the mechanics are super simple but it's really charming um it's uh it's all in this kind of like black and white um, as you play through um, and you can uh, flip the camera around three hundred sixty degrees and zoom it in and out. Um, some stuff you can only see through your camera taking pictures of animals. it's good times it's good vibes Time. it's awesome.
0: Wow um, Tell me more about stamps. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so to you start out in the the first environment, and they tell you like, hey, um, the only way you can get to where you need to go is to take the bus. Um, and if you you know you get a certain number of stamps, um, then we'll send you on to your next your next uh, location. And so there's a certain number of objectives in every in area every area that you visit, um, and you have a quota that you have to meet there's a lot more things that you can do in those, uh, areas, but you can, you can fill up your stamp book to move on to the next area pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, I ended up planning, platinuming the game just because I was having so much fun just like hanging out and doing the little tasks that, you know, that they give you it, And it's fun because some of the things aren't like super obvious, you know, a guy's going to be like, Hey, uh, I'm missing my sock. Um, it's my favorite sock, and I don't know what happened to it. It blew off the clothesline. Um, if you happen to see it, can you help me? And so you end up like later on, like stumbling across and helping him out. And um, but some of those, like figuring out some of those things, like one lady's uh, looking for aliens, and she's like, "Hey, if you happen to stumble across any aliens, like let me know <laughs> what's going on." And so it it kind of like opens up this whole quest line you can go through. But it's it's just really jolly. And it's fun to kind of like try to figure out what the things are that you're supposed to do to kind of like complete the area. Sure. Uh, you also have like a photo book of like all these kind of like special, uh, special animals or items that you can like. Every time you take a picture of one, it's like added to your your observation catalog. So like, there's a number of like animals that are in the game that have like they're like named animals and they're like pets from the developers like put all their pets in the That's game awesome. so like oh cool i found elvis the cat you know
1: and then
0: Love stuff like go that through
1: and,
2: yeah it's it's just it's just fun and um you can but the can whole game you and, pet
1: like, the cat
2: you can you can pet animals oh. oh you absolutely Sold. can so um it's a it's a really short game too it's like i think i finished the whole thing in like five hours or something
0: so, Does uh, the game do anything to like shake up the gameplay? Like, are there any kind of like new abilities or anything like you get for the camera or anything that like spurts your expectations? Or yeah, People there's there's uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, there
2: is there is some there is some stuff like at some point like your camera can get like the lens can get dirty, and so you, <laughs> may, you may have to like figure out how to like clean your camera up. Okay. And some some of the some of the pictures may require you to. Take a picture with with a dirty lens, you know, mm-hmm. or um, like I mentioned, there's certain articles of clothing that you get, like you collect clothing as you go through. So you may need to find, you know, the snow goggles and the scarf before you can move on into this other uh, area because it's too
0: cold for you to move on. Okay. Mm, but to get those things, you have to
2: complete quests as well. So, yeah.
0: Um, is this game like on all platforms? Or I believe
2: you know? it is. I, I, I know it's on Switch. I played it on, on PlayStation. I know it's on PC. I'm not okay. sure if it's on Xbox. It might be, but it Possibly. is on most. It's on most platforms.
0: All right. Any uh, remaining questions from the other panelists? David, you got anything to ask Wes about this game?
5: Nothing specific. The fact that you can pet animals is pretty much the only thing I would ever question. So <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: you can pet a cow. Um, oh. All sorts of dog. You can pet squirrels. You can pet just about any of the animals you come across.
0: I should it's get this for my wife. Nice. I think she'll like it. Yeah, winter, winter of, chicken yeah. dinner. Yeah, I I think I would pick this game up. It sounds extremely charming. And just it's got uh, if,
2: if anybody's played a short hike, it gives mm. me similar types of vibes as okay. a short hike.
0: Okay, yeah. that's
2: cool.
1: How much was this, Wes?
2: Uh, twenty bucks. Okay.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I'll uh, I, I think I might get this for my wife. I think this sounds yeah, congratulations, like...
0: Congratulations, Wes. You've sold the game to all three panelists. Woo! Amazing, good job. If only um, Stephen were
2: here, we'll never know if he would have bought the game or not. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Alright, next up to the pitcher's <laughs> mound will be Jonah. I'm excited for this one. He's teased a surprise game. Uh, so, take it away. Alright, I'll, uh, I'll keep
1: my own time. <laughs> keep your own time. <laughs> How <laughs> can we own. trust you? <laughs> anyway, uh how do you guys like flashy combat? Oh, love I it.
2: love it. I in... played
1: Returnal, so. The <laughs> in <the> year. in <laughs> insane writing that is not only touching but very humorous at the same time. Okay. I like that. You've got my attention. How do you guys feel about anime bullshit? Oh, love it. Okay. Tell you know? me more By the gala. This game that I'm pitching today is Near Replicant. You've been nice. playing near Replicant. I've been okay. playing Near Replicant and you know what? The the banter between the party that you've got is mm. so incredible. Like I my favorite part of this game is Grimoire Vice, which is your book that floats around. And if you've played near automata it, it plays very similar you got like the robot or you got the book that replaces the robot that floats around but instead of the robot just being i am your ai companion that'll help you the book actually talks and like is witty and is super snarky and talks a bunch of crap to all the other characters and it's awesome i i fell in love with this game the combat's lot more simple than near automata but it is also like a remake slash remaster so i mean it is an older game uh there's a bunch of weapon variety that you can get um the character models and writing have been fantastic i love the gameplay i wish the enemy design was a little bit more thought out but um i got to the the first ending and i'm gonna continue playing
5: because you have to because all of those games, the first ending isn't really the first ending. Yeah. <laughs> is
0: that your
1: two minutes? Yeah, that was my two minutes. I left right. I left four seconds on the table.
2: Alright, I have a question for Jonah. Yes, sir. How great is Kaine?
1: Oh my god, Kaine's so <laughs> just the just the whip between Kaine and and Vice is so funny. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah I absolutely love her as a character
1: here's here's a good question a bad... uh,
5: if <laughs> you get just the first ending do you feel accomplished enough that you could leave it there or do you mm. really have to go and keep playing like right now if you've only got the first ending, do you feel accomplished and done
1: <sighs> That that's a hard question that is a very hard <laughs> question uh, I'd say yeah I do. I feel like I feel like I completed a story, but going through okay. it feels like there's more more stories to play because you get to see different points of view of a similar story. So I'd say yes and no. I ask
5: that as someone who has no time half the time to play games for oh, leisure.
1: Dude, me too.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Tell me about boss battles. Um, dude, there's there's some
1: pretty solid boss battles. That being said, uh, when I played Automata, I started it on normal, and then I just bumped it down to easy so I could just mm. play more casually, and that's what I did with this one is I just played it on casually, uh, played it on easy to play it casually. But the nice thing about playing it on easy is you can do some of the auto combat, and you can go through and adjust which ones you want so i have me playing the main character and then i have uh like the auto combat just on like the magic and it feels like vice is his own like npc when i do that because he's casting the magic yeah so you can go in on the fly and swap the different spells that you're using and um adjust them to like the different triggers and bumpers but uh it i like doing it that way and then if you're like okay you're wasting on my mana i need to do a specific spell you can just hit r3 and you can turn it off on the fly oh, super quick and then you nice. can hold down the trigger to charge up a specific spell that you want to use to hit a boss sure. or whatever that being said the bosses are cool they there's some really big bosses every boss feels different there will be mm-hmm. reoccurring like mini bosses and stuff but all the main bosses they definitely feel different and uh you can go in and you know how in automata they had like the different um chip sets and stuff that you could yeah. insert to do mm-hmm. there's different yeah. words for like spells so like you're uh... using different words adjacent to the uh uh like the spell or your weapons and you can add these words onto stuff and it'll increase like damage output or casting
0: time and uh the amount of mana that it uses is it like a grind mechanic to like kill certain enemies to get like a percent chance of dropping words or is it like um, in treasure chests, or like how's that work like i i've I
1: found words just running around different towns mm-hmm. breaking boxes and then they come flying out at you and you'll just kill enemies there are like side bosses and like like just bigger enemies that you'll find out in like the world and you just kill them and then you get a
0: word all right so um this is a bit of a leaded leading question but let's say you're hiking around the open world you're running it's too slow you're getting tired of just running everywhere is there like a way that you can like get around faster in this game
2: <laughs> i know where you're getting at
0: <laughs> so maybe joda doesn't know about it i, don't I, know. I <laughs> there
1: there's a giant boar that you can ride in there we go in yeah. a couple of the planes what they don't sell you a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay uh, twenty dollars for a motorcycle. <laughs> I, I would too. There is that is like probably one of my weakest points on this game is the backtracking. And mm-hmm. they they write it in. They're like the Vice uh, will be like, This incessant backtracking. Why am I why are we doing this all the time? And it's pretty funny. And he's like, It's okay, we're just going for though. a walk, <laughs> but like, yeah, you uh, Eventually, about halfway through, you unlock some sort of, like, a fast travel, but it's not, like, near Automata where you can go into the save point and then fast travel to any of those save points. It's only, like, specific spots along this canal, and there's still places that you have to, like, run all the way through the world just to get to. And some of them are, like, spots that you have to go to unlock all of these side quests or uh, to get like these side quests done, and that's a little bit annoying but i mean i i put i think it took me like 35 hours 30 hours just to get the first ending oh wow okay have you have you
2: been doing a lot of the side quests yeah have you been finding them tedious at all
1: yes that's that's where a lot okay. of the that's a lot <laughs> of the backtracking is the side quest but i mean some right. of them some of them are like really meaningful and like you get some good story mm-hmm. out of it and yep. it's like oh man that hit me right in the feels or like there's like a couple that just bicker the entire game and yeah. they'll be like oh did my you... sweet pea and i'm like why'd you say why'd you talk crap about me <laughs> it's super did you do funny. the
2: one with the old lady in the fishing town
1: oh god She's so rude. <laughs> Did you
2: do the, the story with her though, and like find out what her deal is and all that?
1: No, I I I didn't get. Oh I didn't man, that too was cheaper. Okay, it. you
2: gotta go back. You gotta go back and see okay. if you can do that quest. you your second playthrough. That was that's a good quest.
1: Okay, now yep. it won best
5: soundtrack at the game awards. Is it uh, deserved of okay. yes. best soundtrack?
1: Yes, dude. I agree. I mean, it... that's a
5: big thing for me in games is the soundtrack.
1: Like, I'd I'd agree with with Wes that. Like uh Death Store is like definitely up there, but I mean the people at that team just they know how to make super insane good music.
5: They must have really great people at Square because the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack slaps. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the license tracks. They made a hair metal band. Oh really? Or for the game that is named Starlord, lord, Star lord yeah,
4: <laughs>
5: and it's one of the best ten-track hair metal albums. It's awesome.
0: That's so cool. All right, uh, David, are you buying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. I don't have a lot of time,
5: but. Yeah, Just I could, I could spend some time. I need to... <laughs> if it's got a good soundtrack, that's already half
1: the battle right there. Yeah, so. no, it's got a good soundtrack, and I'd say the soundtrack and the writing are the best part of that, that game. And then it's got the bullet hell I love in Returnal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Except... That's a major <laughs> or, hey, component. I
5: can't remember which way that goes.
1: <laughs> what do you think, Wes?
2: Uh, I have this game already. I bought it at release. Um, I put about All 10 right. hours into it. I loved all the time that I spent with it. The thing that was dragging it down for me was the side quest, because I heard that you really need to do most of the side quests for um, some of the later endings. Um, and uh, so it just started to drag a little bit on me, but I absolutely loved it. Um, it was a great game. And now that I know that Jonas has been playing it, I'm, it's kind of like, uh, I need to get back to that game (laughs) because it was really good. I need to, I need to go. I need to play some more. This game
1: has been like making me want to re download Automata so I can play Automata right after I beat this. Nice. For a disclaimer, Square sent me a
5: copy of this on PC. Um, I just, this just might make me install it. Dude, do (laughs) it.
0: It's so good. It's so good. Uh, It's funny. This game seems to be in the air. Uh, I would buy it, but. Prolific member of mini gaming communities, beating down. Brian uh, messaged me on Twitter, and he's like, "Hey, I have a code I don't need for your replicant. Do you want it?" So I'll oh, probably nice. actually be playing this for free soon. But yeah, that's yeah. dope. What a homie. Brian comes through again. Yeah, Brian. Shout out. Shout out right, to Brian. Well, nice work, Jonah. Exciting game. Oh um, yeah,
2: I am excited. I'm excited that you're playing that game, man. Oh dude, that, I'm that, yeah. like, excited that that warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> <The Really. cockles. laughs>
0: he well, got right down game. in them
2: there nooks and crannies <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard somebody use their cockles in real life now um, you have on yeah. a podcast no less <laughs> um cool so that just leaves me uh for my pitch so jonah just calm me down all right sir you got two minutes on the clock ready set go but playing a little indie game that came out in 2020 and called monster sanctuary uh which kind of looks and sounds generic but it is not uh <laughs> it's basically metroid and pokemon had a baby uh it's extremely interesting because i think exploring the overworld in pokemon games is like kind of boring but in this game it's like in between pokemon battles you're running around a metroid you know world design and like picking it apart and each individual monster has like an exploration ability. So you capture monsters to get new abilities to unlock like new areas of the world. It's like it seems like peanut butter and jelly, like, and nobody's done it before. It's just it works really, really well. And uh, the 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 monsters themselves in the combat are just amazing. Um, the game actually pushes back. It gets more harder as you go on actually towards the back half of the game I had to put the game on easy mode and it's got difficulty oh, wow. modes. And you have a team of six monsters. Every battle is a three versus three. And uh you can't just like pick the strongest move and spam the strongest move in every battle. You have to have like a debuffer and support character. You have to have a healer, you have to have like a DPS. So your battle's like, you know, let me put on my overshield on everyone, let me like put buffs on everyone, and then start attacking. And then um, there's a lot of strategy to it involved. Um The monsters don't, like, level up and then just get random abilities at certain levels in Pokemon. Every ability has... I mean, every monster has skill trees. 30 seconds. And you don't have enough... Every time you level up, you get a skill point to spend on an ability and a skill tree. And the level cap is 40, and there's more than 40 abilities for every monster. So you have to like choose a build for your monster um you're not gonna be able to get all of the abilities for the monster and it's really fascinating every monster has like kind of like a support or healer role or like a damage role and you can even have like multiples of the same monster in your party and like have them fill their different roles um and they feel like completely different monsters Time. And there are monster evolutions okay
1: sorry i didn't give you a countdown i got i got lost in your pitch
0: no oh, i i have i want to
2: jump in with question here so i've seen this game before um mm-hmm. the aesthetics of this game and the um the metroidvania elements really appeal to me yeah. um the thing that kind of holds me back or that i'm curious about more so is the battles. so are the battles they're, they're all kind of turn-based battles all la pokemon in that same way so how yeah. does that work you're on a side-scrolling field it does it like the screen just shift like it does in pokemon you're like okay now you're in the battle screen and you have to
0: to do this battle. So it's essentially like chrono trigger, but as a 2D side scroller instead of top down. So oh, okay. you're running around in real time, platforming in <laughs> Metroid environments, and then when you touch an enemy monster, then it just like right where you're standing, the battle starts and it transitions to the turn-based combat. So mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Are the are the battles like fast-paced? Do they like slow things down quite a bit, or is it pretty Pretty good pacing. Well,
0: the thing is, um, uh, apart from there being multiple difficulties, so if you do play on easy, you can kind of jam past battles, but you can also just avoid monsters if you don't. There's no random battles. The monsters are on the field. And then if you don't want to fight a battle, all you do is jump over the monsters. Like they don't come after you, they just like are hanging out. And if you touch them, you fight. So um also the battles incentivize you to finish them quickly. They have like a ranking system for each fight. And the faster you finish it and the more you, like, exploit your enemy monster's weaknesses, the higher you score on the rating system. And then the higher the rating is you get a higher drop rate on, like, rare items and eggs for the monsters. So there's just, like, a lot of mechanics, like, synergizing there. And, like, even though it can take longer if you want to fight all the monsters to get through an area, I just found myself fighting all the monsters on purpose and not skipping battles because I enjoyed the combat so much. And like the dopamine of getting rare drops or the possibility of getting a monster egg or leveling up your monster and getting a skill point for a new ability. was just like too much dopamine. Like I had to do all the battles. So but yeah, you could skip the battles if you want. So. Okay, cool. So does this, does this
1: game kind of, it? I don't know. How's the, how's the exploration in this game? Cause you said it's like Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Are you, is exploration
0: like as good as like something like Hollow Knight or even Ori? I think where those two games surpass Monster Sanctuary is just literally like how beautiful the environments are. Mm-hmm. Like this game has a really basic pixel art style um, that's like serviceable, and those games are just literally works of art. So, um, but in terms of the actual mechanics and gameplay of the exploration, I think, um, well really good but i think ori like takes the kick there like the insane you know different traversal abilities that you get but in this game you still do you know you eventually unlock a double jump and then you can capture flying monsters that will carry you and allow you to glide um there's like monsters you can get that smash certain blocks uh to open new environments there's like dark caves and you have to get monsters like um like a firefly monster that emits light so that you can see in the dark cave so there's lots of really cool like mechanics for the the monster exploration abilities but um so yeah it's not like reaching the heights of like something like ori in the will of the wisp but i still think it's really fun and does a lot of cool things
1: so So are you're you're getting these monsters to do these tasks are you
0: just getting these monsters to do these tasks or are they actually good for like combat and stuff So this is probably like the highest praise I can give the game. Like no matter what monsters I have on my party, I always feel like I'm missing out because all the monsters are so interesting and have so many cool abilities and individual monsters have like abilities that are unique to them. And it's like, every time I get a new monster, I'm like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to have this monster in my party, but I can only have six. But, uh, that's another area where the game shines. It takes a lot of like the, crap in my opinion out of pokemon like it doesn't have things like IVs and EVs. so every single monster it, every individual monster of the same type is exactly the same like you don't have to worry about grinding and like birthing eggs like over and over again trying to get a monster with like perfect stats or whatever and the game lets you um respec your skill points at any time um it generously provides you and you can even buy as many if you want these items called level badges so if you just spin a level badge on a monster, it's like a rare candy in Pokemon. Okay. And Bumps it them up. just, yeah, it can put any monster up to one level lower than your highest level monster. So also when you hatch a monster from an egg, its level is dictated by how far you are in the game. So if you're like at the end of the game, oh, and you're, hatching nice. egg, you're not getting a level one monster, you're getting like a level 36 monster. So the game just is removing all barriers to experimentation um that's nice with the, the system so uh at any time if you get a new monster that you think is cool you just swap it in throw some level badges on it's good to go it's like oh let me go grind for two hours to get them up to the same level as the rest of my party so so say
1: say you hatch hatch a new monster and it Mm -hmm. does come out at level 36 do you have those 36 skill points that you can put in oh that's cool and then one
0: one other thing I have to say they've got this really cool mechanic called shifting in this game so every single monster has like a stronger version of itself Um, and there's two types. There's the dark and light-shifted version of it, and you have to get a special item that's rare in the world to shift your monster, and when you shift it, you pick if you want it light or dark-shifted, and it gives it bonuses to certain of its stats that are different for whether or not it's dark or light-shifted, and it gives it, like, a special, really powerful passive ability that's different for if it's dark or light-shifted. So on top of, like, building your monster in terms of its skill trees you also have to like you know decide if you want the light or dark shifted version of it and it's just it's just so cool it's so cool
2: does it have a uh, a decent narrative drive or is it just kind of like a basic <laughs> metroidvania yeah game? so like... uh
0: the game is quite long i think i've put almost like 30 hours into it and there's a lot of uh, text boxes um to do the story and um you know i think the story is just serviceable like it's a fun cool little story it's not like crazy memorable but i think it's like at least as good or better than like any pokemon story you know like just a general um, rundown is that's a uh, low bar i mean yeah on. <laughs> so the setup is uh the monster sanctuary is a place that's existed apparently there was like an apocalypse in the past that destroyed most of like the surface of the planet and the monster sanctuary is like the last bastion of humanity and they've you know learned to coexist with the monsters and there's a second group called the alchemists that are interested in leaving the monster sanctuary and like uh disturbing the remnants of the past and you know unlocking technology that they shouldn't that caused the apocalypse so these two factions are clashing and there's things like uh, your starter monster is a special monster called a spectral familiar, um, which is like a guide for these four families that are like the four like main pillars of the monster sanctuary. And the alchemists are trying right. to steal the spectral familiars from oh, your rivals and stuff. It sounds so. like
2: it sounds like there's there's enough meat on that bone yeah, yeah. to make it interesting. Yeah. So yeah. You're saying the elite right
0: fours in this game. Um, So that's the cool thing about this game. Uh, You do get challenged a lot by other monster tamers uh, for different reasons. And every time you fight another monster tamer, they always have a full party of six monsters that are all different, and they're using a different strategy, and you might have to swap monsters in and out or respec your monsters for different skills to be able to handle them. And it's not like, oh, I've got three Geodudes, you know? So um, (laughs) that's really what, yeah, towards the end of the game, these monster tamer battles, I had to, like, turn the difficulty down because I was just getting my ass kicked. So, yeah, the game pushes back. Okay.
2: Pokemon done right. That's what you're saying.
0: I mean, I literally am telling you right now, this is the Pokemon game that every adult Pokemon fan who's been complaining about Pokemon for the last 20 years wants. Like, this is the game. Like, buy it and go play it. It's fifteen dollars Wait, wait, wait. Is
2: there there a monster similar to Gold Duck?
0: I actually can't think of a duck monster, so minus (laughs) (laughs) 0.1 points off the score for that, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> All right,
1: let's let's uh let's decide. David, are you gonna pick this game up? Give it a shot.
5: Maybe on a sale on this one, mm-hmm. and only because of the fact of it's not in my wheelhouse like right. a lot of other games can be. Yeah, uh, I stuff, believe like books, this spend. is
1: on Game Pass. Oh, okay. There you go. Mm-hmm.
4: If it's
1: on Game Pass, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I can't pull up Game Pass right now.
5: It's not on my taskbar. <laughs> that's where it has to be. The double. I'll buy it on sale or play it on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's yeah, on Game good, Pass.
2: That's that's a that's a good uh, yeah a good addition to our normal buy on sale thing. So
0: yeah, it's like buy, don't buy, or Game Pass. Yeah, I, I
2: I'll say I am intrigued by this game. Um, I'm still not sure about the battling uh piece of it. Mm-hmm. The Metrovania stuff sounds great, um, so I think I will also see. I, I'd say like Game Pass, but this sounds like a Switch game to me. So I, I yeah, think I would it need on the to, Switch. It's I would need to play fast. it on Switch also. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it. What's the price on this game, by the way? I
0: think it's like fifteen dollars, and I got oh, on sale. Fifteen?
2: That's game. not it's that tw- bad. I, it's tw- all right. it's
5: 20, twenty actually. Okay, gotcha. but it's on sale right now for seven dollars on yeah. Switch. On on uh. I don't know about Switch, but on Xbox and on Steam it is. So it could be Um, on. If it's on Switch, mm -hmm. it could be on sale for that.
2: I'll have to check. So I'm tempted. You've you've tempted me. I
1: say that much. David, did you see if it was on uh, Game Pass or not? Uh, It is from what I look like. From what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I might. I might take a look at it since it's on Game Pass. At
0: three babies. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Then I'll definitely check it out.
5: Only. I don't know if it's only PC or Xbox, but or so
1: I believe Either seeing way. it on Xbox when I was flipping through last night.
2: So um I will add to this, not has nothing to do with Monster Sanctuary, but just a little a little nod to Jonah and to Caden. Caden, yesterday I bought inscription. And Jonah two hey. days ago I bought Oxenfree. So... Woo!
0: <laughs> <Get back> to...
2: <laughs> you you sold me on you guys each sold me on those games. Hell yeah. Congrats.
0: Cool. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on to our next segment, uh, the game. So I'll pass it over to our game master, Wes Bates.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, so we're returning to an old favorite. Uh, not 20 questions. We're going to be playing Jonah's favorite game. Woo! Uh, this is our word association game. Uh, we played it uh, a couple of months back. So what's gonna what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you uh, a list of words um, from fairly vague moving to very specific. Uh, basically, like, from a, a vague word to, like, a word that could only be associated with one game.
1: You can um, use, like, for an example, one of the ones that we did with the the last game oh, we forgot. God. I don't even remember what you could do were. The, the hitman one I guess that that's one that's... I don't remember what all those were you got it on the
2: first word <laughs> I know the first word you said was, like tie no oh, it was suit oh that's what it you, was and you got it immediately the um, final word <laughs> the
5: final word the word the final word was bald
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think it was 47 maybe. Um, that would have been specific <laughs> but anyway um so your job is to try to guess first um uh what the game is.
1: All right. Do you want us to call I'm out our name? To... To, um, to buzz in.
2: Ideally, yes. Uh okay. let me just grab a something. I gotta keep score here, so I gotta okay. nag my little piece of paper.
4: Ooh.
2: Get in.
1: I'm yeah, I'm I ready. I'm so ready. You guys are going
0: down.
1: <laughs> I like the uh
0: Editive spirits coming out.
2: Yep. Yeah. Jonah's getting aggressive now. Oh, yeah. Let's go! Sorry. All right. Okay. I'm ready. You guys ready?
1: Let's do this.
2: All right. Here's the first one. Boy.
1: Jonah. God of War. Oh, sorry. I cheated. Disqualified. (laughs) God of War. Go ahead. God of War.
2: I wouldn't have been that obvious.
1: Oh, it's not?
2: Command. (laughs)
1: Command?
2: It's Command.
1: Oh, Command.
2: Companion.
1: Hmm.
2: Cat.
5: cat. You say cat or hat. Oh, I okay, said cat.
0: Bird. Okay and then bird?
2: Bird. The hell
0: is this? Huh.
2: Last word Trico.
1: Jonah. Oh, Kaden okay. Jonah said it first. Uh oh god, it's the last
3: guardian?
2: Well, yeah,
5: not, okay. i is. knew it i could i knew it and then it was like crap
2: i had no <laughs> idea what the name of this game is
3: <laughs> i knew exactly
5: what it was
2: Maybe <laughs> hey, that one was a little too vague
5: no all right, let's
2: try the next
0: makes one hey, on cat bird.
5: i mean makes <laughs> yeah. sense to me now <laughs> once you said trico
0: yeah
2: all right next one sky cat
0: that's
2: Raven. (laughs) Falling.
0: Oh, uh, Caden. Caden. Yep. Gravity
5: Rush.
2: Gravity Rush. Love that game.
5: Nice, nice.
2: Good job. Right. Tools. Engineer. Ship.
0: Caden. Dead Space?
2: It's Dead Space! Oh, nice. nice!
0: Nice, good job.
2: The last two words were space and horror. <clears throat> Alright, here we go. Katana. Stylish. Sexy. David? Go ahead, David. Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> No, it's not Ghost of Tsushima, well, but I'm glad that you really think sexy. that uh, that's a sexy game. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, I was thinking you were going on the whole walking into the bath <laughs> section.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, wasn't going there. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> I mean, those are some cheeks, but...
1: Oh, yeah. Double cheeked up in the spa. Android. Jonah. Go ahead. Near Automata.
2: That's it. Woo! Oh. Nice. I would have I'm been disappointed if you, you, you didn't <laughs> if get, I didn't your get it. <laughs> yeah, the last, the,
0: Android. the
2: last word was Yorha. <clears throat> there you go. Alright, here we go. Bloody Rebellion.
5: Mm, David? Yes. Sniper Elite?
2: No. Darn it. I think you're on the right you're on the right, you're on the right track. Sci-fi. Mm. Nazi.
5: David. Jonah. Go ahead, David. Wolfenstein. It
2: is Wolfenstein.
5: <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Last clue was Blazkowicz. What's sad yeah. is I went with <clears throat> Sniper Elite because Rebellion's the name of the studio. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, that's so good. It,
2: is, it is close. You get to shoot Hitler in both games, so.
5: <laughs> yep. Wow. All right. Who is that close. <laughs> Did you know here's a fun trivia thing. In Sniper Elite, when you look, like, the way that they give you, like, some of the stuff if you shoot Hitler in, uh, testicles. The lower region, he only has one. Oh, <laughs> oh really? I did not idea. know that. Since
2: that's the rumor. I've never played <laughs> those games. That's funny, though. That's great. All right, here we go. Seattle.
1: Jonah. <laughs> David. The... Go ahead, Jonah. The Last of Us Part 2.
2: It's not The Last of Ooh, Us Part 2.
1: Bate.
5: Bate. That's Bate. <laughs> Do I get. Do I get the chance then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If
2: you if you want, yeah, you can right. guess
5: infamous second son.
2: That's it. Oh, got it. nice dude. One of my dude. favorite
5: games. One of my favorite games.
0: Yeah, they're working on it. The other one. clues
2: were graffiti, smoke, neon, and superpowers.
0: Nice. Wow. That was like Ultra Instinct guess. That was <laughs> amazing. Yeah.
5: He, he jumps off the flipping needle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go sheep hmm. flying fire David go ahead David Spyro that's Spyro oh nice, nice. The,
5: the fire gave it away yeah
1: oh, it <laughs> last sense ones
2: sense. were headbutt and dragon good job nice. alright here we go brawling zany minigames Japan. Jonah. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Yakuza.
2: It is Yakuza. nice.
1: Uh. All <laughs>
2: right. Good job. A few more left. Here we go. Spooky. Ghost. Flashlight. David. Yes. Alan Wake
1: not alan wake jonah figured i'd try go ahead jonah luigi's mansion
2: that's luigi's mansion <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> there go. honestly i thought it was wrong i thought i was wrong Sick. last two were vacuum and plumber it. here we go <clears throat> samurai Fate. <laughs> futuristic told you technological David. Um, go ahead, David. Ghost Runner?
1: No. Oh dude, that that was a good guess. Yeah. Buggy. David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> David <go ahead. laughs> can, I, can I go again? <laughs> David.
0: Uh, Kaden, Kaden, called it out. Caden yeah. got it. Caden <laughs> got it. So I go to first? Yep. Cyberpunk.
2: It yeah. Cyberpunk.
0: Too easy. Well, I
2: mean. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> too easy. <laughs> The last the last clue If I would have waited till Buggy I would have had it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here we go. Two more. Post apocalyptic. Come in. Angels. Demons. Jonah. Go ahead.
1: Uh damn it why is this game? Uh Darksiders.
2: It's Dark Siders. Yeah, oh, Man, as I
1: was as gonna soon to say. You just, just you chimed
2: in. Yeah, I had it as soon as you chimed in. <laughs> yeah. Nice job. Last, last one. Designing.
0: Bugs. Aiden. Yes. Animal Crossing.
2: Animal Crossing.
0: Happy Home Designer. No, that's not
2: it. I, I'll, I'll give it to you. you. You got it. You got it. I'll, I'll give it to you.
0: <laughs> Oh, so I was overthinking it. Is it New Horizons though? It's
2: New Horizons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last ones were if you had waited for Island, then you would have gotten yeah. it. No problem. And then DIY Ice. and Tom Nook were the last. Mm-hmm. That's cool. so, good. job, you guys did really well with that. Woo! Um, final score: David in third with three, Caden in second with four, Jonah taking it for the second Jonah. time with five points. Woo! Nice.
0: And, uh, his word association i'll i'll take the fact that i got seattle
5: yeah Yeah. Yeah, that was that was 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 good that That
0: was good as soon as
1: i said as soon as i said uh uh the last of us was like nah
0: it's gotta it's gotta i
5: I honestly (laughs) thought you had it you just went you went to a naughty dog game a sucker punch game
0: (laughs) all right well thanks a ton wes for putting those games together you know it takes some time and effort on your part and it's much appreciated Um, but that brings us to the end of the podcast, fellas. We made it. Um, so we'll just go around real quick for our final thoughts. Um, so our guests will let you go first, David, just literally anything you want to talk about or anything you'd like to plug It's your final thoughts,
5: more or less. If you want to check out what I've got going on, if you go to gamingtrend.com, that is where we post all of our reviews, news, all that fun stuff, as well as if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at split end 89. Uh, I like to just chat video games. It's a whole lot of fun, and I've had yeah. a ton of fun getting to chat video games with you guys. It's man, it's Likewise. a blast, and I've got a lot of awesome new friends to to chat with. Woo!
2: Absolutely.
0: All right, Wes. Final thoughts.
2: Um, just a uh, new year, new opportunity for uh, some great gaming, and uh, always a new opportunity to uh, be good to people, do something nice for somebody, make somebody's day um and happy gaming
1: yeah yeah buddy Uh, i just want to say thank you david for joining us it was a pleasure to have you on helping us make one of the best debates we have (laughs) uh anytime uh we got game club just around the corner uh it'll be sometime in february-ish uh we are still deciding our game that we're going to be doing but uh i think you could the weekend after the show comes out, it should we should have a decision at what game we're going to be playing. At least,
2: poll. At at least a poll. poll yeah, at least a poll, <laughs> yeah. At least a poll for right, you guys right. to
1: vote. And... It's not like we have a
5: dearth of games and... February or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, this game club is going to be in early February.
1: Yeah. Uh, game oh. club is going to be in early February. <laughs> You'll pass. have all of January to play it. And then
5: Aiden picks Monster Sanctuary. <laughs> exactly.
1: yeah. It's and on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Um, <laughs> and yeah, a new thing that we'll be doing with our game clubs is uh, anybody that joins in will be uh, entered in to win a prize. So... Just uh, play the game, come hang out, and get a chance to win.
0: Cool. Uh, So, yeah, our plug stuff. uh, YouTube channel is Great Game Debate. Twitter, at Great Game Debate, spelled D-E-B, the number eight. Uh, I think either of those places or any of our personal Twitters, you can find links to join our Discord. And my final thought is I saw a video today that's stuck in my head of someone who took, like, a crock, with like all the holes in it and they filled it full of like whipped cream and then they shoved their foot in it and then like it extruded the cream like a play-doh extruder and it made me gag so... the fact
5: that someone <laughs> probably has an only fans for that is disgusting. yeah <laughs> uh
0: anyways uh that's the show and uh happy gaming bye bye, bye. happy gaming <laughs>
1: I hit the first ending of uh, my pitch game.
2: The first ending? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not playing The Forgotten City, are you?
1: No. Are
2: you playing Near?
5: Are you playing Far?
2: trying I, I apologize I'm sorry
1: I almost spit all over my setup I'm so sorry that was awesome as
3: always a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast if you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have you can pay them a visit on twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N 719 or on Bandcamp at Mistriven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time.